How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Just got back from CrossFit. Fourth nice. day in a row. Been going at 7 a.m. every day this week, and it's, man, it's so good. Nice. Yeah, I saw your tweet, and it was like 6 in the morning or something. I was like, is Sam awake? Is this a, <laughs> uh, you know, a scheduled tweet? I, it, it wasn't like I something was, you would schedule, though. So. No, I was up at 3 this morning, actually. Oh, no. Is that a, a good thing yeah. or a bad thing? Like, is that a, because nah, of pain? It, it was, it, no, 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 not back stuff. Just, I don't know. Just haven't been able to sleep, like, through the night. All like for eight hours. I, I got about six hours of sleep. So mm-hmm. went to bed like nine thirty, ten or something. Um sometimes I just wake up at six like after five, six hours and you know, I don't know. Yeah, that happens to me too, for sure. And then usually catch up on the weekend. But I do all right with six hours. And actually because I've been working out, like I do better on six hours of sleep and a workout than I do on like, you know, seven hours of sleep and no workout or seven and a half or whatever. Yeah. So Gotcha. Cool, man. But uh, yeah, man, it was it was fun hearing your your podcast um, last week. I listened to that. Thanks. Yeah. And uh, I think if anyone's listening and people are, you know, I, I think it's a it's fun to think about interviewing folks who are kind of at the same stage as us because a lot of the shows that are about entrepreneurship, indie hackers, and startups, the rest of us, they kind of cover the whole gamut, and it's like how I made millions of dollars but like right, i right, like right. this kind of narrower focus that we have which is really like i'm trying to actively replace my income buy back my time and hit escape velocity and it's like that's it's all business building is hard but there's just certain things that are unique to this stage of it and so i think it'd be fun i have some more people in mind that i'd like to reach out to and talk to about it so yeah no i love that honestly it's um <laughs> i just really wanted to chat to Peter, because again, we're in the same, you know, online community, Elixir community, and uh, I wanted to chat to him about the things he's doing, just because, and I thought, why don't I just have him in the podcast <laughs> and record it, basically, because yep. I want to ask, great ask all these questions, right, so, um, no, if I'm we can get more people like that, I think there's a couple of other people as well that I know that I could reach out to, but uh, it felt great, it was nice chatting with him, uh, super nice, and I had never, you know, never met him, so that's another great thing to just get to meet him and um, chat a little bit, so. Cool. Yeah, man. But it's been a little while from from us. Um, I guess maybe only a couple of weeks or something like that. But um, do you want to give us an update on, on what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if we had talked about this idea of like campaigns last time we talked. I don't think so. If we did, I don't remember. Okay, cool. I'd like to flesh it out a little bit. So I got to give uh, Brian Castle credit for this, at least uh-huh. for kind of helping crystallize some ideas that had been floating around in my mind but um okay i'm gonna bring up this tweet that i saw from him and he said um a marketing mindset shift that i'm finding helpful these days and he said before search for a flywheel step one choose a channel step two create a process step three do it or delegate it step four keep running it indefinitely or kill it so that's like the flywheel. You know, you put things out, you see if it works, you hear and listen and pay attention to what people say, and you kind of tweak the content you put out. And the flywheel idea is like it should get easier because you have more audience, you get more feedback, you narrow in on what they want, and it kind of grows and gets easier and builds on itself. You know, your backlog of blog posts and YouTube videos mm. grow and um, 
that's like the flywheel idea. Okay. I think I'd heard of flywheel, but I didn't. I think I understood it to be something else, maybe. But I'm not really. What did, what, I, maybe I'm. What did you understand it to be? Well, I don't. I don't. I don't know. That's why the flywheel concept is something I've heard a lot, and I just. But in like passing, and so I haven't actually mm-hmm. looked deeply in it. But I thought it was something like you put out content, and it starts basically like content generation starts like creating sort of like a, a virtuous cycle of traffic into your website or something like that, and then that kind of I don't know that it's it it it, <laughs> it clearly I don't understand it very well. So I, I no I, I think, think it's, it's the same like idea. That. It builds okay. on itself. A, a flywheel is like the water in the wheel, and as it it takes a long time to get going, but then once it starts moving, you know the water is pushing it, and the momentum from the previous push of the water makes the next push even easier. I see. Okay, that's the idea. You've seen those fly. You've seen an actual flywheel before, right? It's like water pushing a wheel that's yeah, yeah yeah like um what do we call these things like a generation like yeah, yeah, a water yeah, yeah, generation yeah, 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 thing, exactly you know? yeah, yeah okay yeah yeah it's a heavy revolving wheel in a machine that's used to increase the machine's momentum so basically the idea with flywheel is like you just keep building on it so i think we're saying the same thing right okay so what he says that's before and he says this is the marketing mindset shift that he's finding helpful now it's thinking in campaigns mm. So step one is choose a channel. Mm-hmm. Step two is make a process. Three is run its first campaign. And then four is finish, review, tweak, and start again with a second campaign and then repeat that quarterly. So he says the key idea is to plan for a campaign life cycle for each channel, which lasts a few months, includes review, iteration, and relaunch, repeats quarterly. So the way that it's tied into some ideas that were floating around in my head is you know i've been like investing in youtube for a year a year and a half you know yeah. two years this january or something so come up on two years yeah quite a while and it's like really hard and it feels like i basically had this conversation with brian so i want to try to summarize it here because there's kind of a lot here but yeah. the basic idea is just like with everything you know I like making videos. I think I'm good at it. And people tell me they're good. But if people don't find out about them and trust you enough to buy them or to get them, you have to reach them. So it's like that top of the marketing funnel has always been the challenge for us. And, you know, we've done Twitter and YouTube, but it's like, it's hard, it's slow going, it's a long game, it takes a long time. And more importantly, I think for me, is that it's draining the certain kind of audience building I find draining or I find myself comparing myself to other people and feeling like frustrated that I'm not doing it as well or the things that I see work very well when you see kind of people take off or see what what does really well on a platform like YouTube. Let's say it's like clickbait that's like the cynical take yep. but the non-cynical take is like it's like dramatic yeah, yeah or yeah. it's like very um seems overly dramatic sometimes overly dramatic con- like very um news of the minute it's like yep. the same way that the news networks win by yeah. sharing the most dramatic takes and exactly. and in my mind that's not the kind of stuff i want to make it feels like you know i could do that kind of thing but it would be like not aligned with what I want to do and it would be like these superficial things that I'm not as interested in or 
I even think potentially are harmful for developers, the kind of developers I want to help in the ways I think that they can learn how to be better developers is like providing the take of the day on some new library that just came out that I could care less about right now. Uh So that's frustrating. That's been frustrating because it feels like every channel, Twitter, you know, um, YouTube, whatever, has these kind of like playbooks or whatever. And it has like certain strategies that work best. And if we're deciding like we want to use YouTube and Twitter as a way to distribute build UI and like get the word out and do our marketing, then it feels like you have to, you know, play that game. And that's been frustrating in the past year because it feels like it almost I was like talking with Ryan about this and I was like, it almost feels like consulting. It's obviously better than consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, but the because re- because because obviously it links to, to build UI or whatever. Sure. But in terms of the activity and the energy and and the drain on on me, it feels like as almost as dis- disconnected from the kind of material that I want to make and teach and build UI as like just doing consulting. That's like I see. I'm like learning how to, you know, be like whether it's more entertaining or like adding visuals to like keep your interest because like making it more scannable and like distilled. It takes like a, it can take a long time to make a YouTube video. And like yeah. I've I have gotten better at it and, and I've learned a lot, but it's very, very different. And yeah, over the last year, a lot of it is like, OK, so now it's like I got to make another YouTube this week. What am I going to make it on? OK, I'm going to try to find something that's like relevant and interesting and tension grabbing. And it's like, but I'm making this remix course, which is what I actually want to be teaching people, because like I can teach these fundamental things that I think are important. It's more like a live class, right? Sure. Like doing a workshop or a, a, an in-person training is more like the kind of thing I want to be doing and spending my time on. But you have to have the top of marketing. So yeah. top of funnel marketing to get people to to even know if they want that deeper stuff from you. Because the, yeah, so, the medium changes how you need to deliver the content, right? Like if you do it on YouTube, it has to be quick and super quick cuts and like click, you know, not necessarily clickbaity, but like... Um, it has yeah. to be more attention grabbing and yep. it has to be... Yeah, and, and, and there's, you know, we have learned a lot about what makes for like better YouTube videos and channels and stuff. And part of it is like putting yourself in the shoes of the person watching it. If they're, if the way people, most people watch YouTube is like at the end of the day, they pull up their phone and they browse. Right. Then you can understand why they don't want to watch a 25 minute coding video. Right. Like they want to see something interesting. Like, you know, so anyways, all that to say there's felt like a disconnect there and it can feel like, having to like you know in the extreme case like do i need to be someone i'm not or do i need to do this activity just like when i want to be making more courses on build ui right right and um you know so we talked about like other ways we could do this or other ways people have done marketing you don't have to do twitter or youtube you could do you know hate marketing like you could teach like teach open source yeah. you, you you could like help open source libraries teach we did that with ember map where we make videos for open source packages in the ecosystem mm-hmm. and you already have somebody who wants to learn how to use you know whatever ember simple auth or ember animated and so you make a video explaining how to do that and you're not trying to compete with youtube 
other YouTube videos and having to do a thumb thumbnails for YouTube videos like they could take a long time. And it, <laughs> it's actually important to spend a lot of time thinking about that stuff, because, again, that in that channel, that's the kind of thing that is important. Right. So th there's other channels we could do. But. So that's one aspect of it. The other thing here, though, that's kind of changed my mindset in the last week or so. It, it comes from this tweet. And instead of thinking about YouTube and Twitter as like you have to kind of do it on their terms and we have to be like learning basically like racing to the bottom or racing to sure. the top in terms of like optimizing the channel the way Mr. Beast does. If he's the best YouTuber, everyone is kind of like doing takes from that. If you want to be better on YouTube, you have to kind of like learn things about your YouTube content right. and still sticking to your style and content. But like he has iterated to like the ideal. And so it's like, you are going to be taking aspects from the way he does his stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So instead of that, and just trying to grow kind of in this like unbounded, disconnected way where you're not thinking, oh, and then once I get enough subscribers, I can talk about my courses and hopefully some percentage of that will convert. The campaign idea is very interesting. So I started the Remix course on Build UI in like March. And then at that time, we were subscription based. We had the change to lifetimes in April. Then we actually before even we did that, I think I had, maybe I started earlier. Cause then I, while we were on subscriptions, we wanted to get more videos out mm -hmm. and I already had the tailwind course from egghead that I wanted to import and bring over right. into build UI. So I started working on both of those things and it was important to get regular content out. So people didn't churn cause it was subscription. Sure, sure, sure. Then we had this whole thing with the lifetime. Then Ryan started, the React server component stuff. And I'm still not done with Remix because I've been doing all this other stuff yep. and then like doing YouTube and it's been like all over the place. And then Tailwind took a long time and it was like not the most fun because I had already done it and I was just like writing up these summaries, which took a while and like coming up with thumbnails, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So the campaign thing is we can do a build UI course in a month and during that month, there's a campaign. So <laughs> I know this is kind of scattered, but hopefully I'll, I'll it's making sense. I'll piece it together at the end. I'm going to try yeah. to piece it together. I'll see yeah. based on my so, understanding. Go ahead. So this is the first domino that led to this whole train of thought, which is basically Ryan finished his React Server Components course. Uh -huh. We sent an email and we got like a bunch of sales, like more than we thought we were going to. Mm -hmm. And you realize, of course, people want completed sales, completed courses, right? right. That's what people are waiting for. And we don't have like the weekly pressure the way we did when we had subscriptions. Right. So then you take that to its conclusion and it's like this campaign idea where we can create a course in a month and there's a campaign associated with it in the sense that what we're talking on the podcast about, what we're tweeting about, what we're making YouTubes about is sawdust from the campaign. And it ends at the end of the month with a new build UI course, an email, and then that's like in Brian's language here, you, you finish review tweak and then you start again. Mm -hmm. And instead of repeating it quarterly, we want to do it once a month. But the big reason remix has dragged on is because when I started that course, it was this weekly 
publishing model, we had no plan for it, no deadline. And we just needed to make a video every week. And I was like, oh, I'll just start coding an app. And so there's like, right. it's like unscoped and unbounded. Mm -hmm. But dude, we basically said, when do we want to finish Remix? Me and Ryan paired for like two hours and we got through, let's just code it all and pair together yeah. because the build UI videos are so much easier to make because they're more like prepping for a, a workshop. And then I can just go and teach that like no problem. Um, I don't have to like distill it down. And again, it's not a YouTube video. It's like a, it's like a whole different thing. And it's something that I've done a billion hours on. So I can like do those. No problem. We paired for two hours. And then yesterday I recorded for like two and a half hours and got four videos done. Nice. And I was like, dude, I wish I had been doing this. And I wish I had had the focus to do that, like, and the space to do this without having to think about all this other stuff. But you want sales, right? Like, you can't just make all these videos and then ignore the marketing stuff, because that's what we did with Embermap, right. which is what led us to investing in YouTube in the first place, because we realized we need distribution. Sure. So long-winded way of saying, it's fine, we can make a bunch of videos on Build UI. At the end of the day, people have to hear about them. When we finish a course, we actually do have enough people on YouTube and on our newsletter and on Twitter that we get really close to our numbers where we need to be. Mm -hmm. If we did that every month, we, I think we'll have much better results. And it solves this psychological hangup I've had where instead of feeling like I have to have a hot take or be dramatic or have a shock face in my thumbnail, which like, I don't want to do any of that stuff. I, know, I can I hate the shock con face. continue doing this stuff that is like speaking to the people that there's enough people that want to learn from us. And now we have a reason to talk about stuff. You know, there's sawdust from the course and I can make YouTube videos that are still a little bit different than build UI videos, but they're related. And so it's good. You know what I'm saying? And yep. so it all leads to the end of this campaign and if we launch the right kinds of courses, which we have ideas for, because people are asking for the same thing and the sales are close enough, then we can keep doing that. And I don't have to like, feel like I have to learn this whole other skill or be somebody else or whatever. So, um, yeah, that was, that's kind of like everything that's been going on in my head. Makes sense. Can I, can I try to repeat it to you and yes. see if I see, see if like I'm understanding, see if, I don't know, that just sometimes helps. Um, so you basically realized there is a discrepancy between an attention, right, between Build UI, the courses you're trying to build, and the marketing. Uh, it's for, uh, let's call it marketing. It's not really like directly marketing. It's kind of like um, creator content. It is though. It's marketing. It's marketing. It's, it's marketing. Right. It's marketing in some sense. It's not direct marketing though. It's not like you're doing marketing directly for. No, but the course. reason we're doing it. Precise, is, yeah, is is to market exactly right, right. So there's a discrepancy in attention between them because they're not related, and uh, the mediums are very different. In one, your mm -hmm. audience in YouTube is coming to take get you know sound bites or whatever, and they're like scrolling mm -hmm. past mm -hmm. you know videos of uh, whatever uh, other things, and then they're like, oh, you know, let me watch this quick, or let me watch this this video uh, from Sam, and you know, dramatic whatever. hot take or versus whatever, yeah. versus yeah, someone who is saying hey i want to learn a course i want to learn this topic you know they sit down and they are prepared to sit down for 20 30 minutes to watch a right. lesson on something right there's right. completely exactly. different mental exactly uh, 
uh, mindsets, you know, not mental mindsets, different men- mindsets from the audience, the people who are sitting down to watch that content. So you have that exactly. discrepancy and uh, you're realizing that you also had a lot of psychological hangups and maybe also, uh, I would imagine, um, stress from the unbounded, infinite content creation wheel, right? Which is like the, the hamster wheel. Once you're in the, in the content treadmill, it's hard to get off, right? You're just there and you're just creating the latest thing. Um, and so you had that in addition. And, and, and part of that maybe is that you were thinking of the flywheel as this thing you keep needing to feed to grow and grow and grow and grow indefinitely versus now you like this concept of campaigns, which I think is a very traditional marketing concept, by the way, right? Campaigns mm-hmm, is what people mm-hmm. always do. You're launching a campaign. Mm-hmm. The campaign is like, we're going to do these things for the Super Bowl or whatever, right? Like there's a campaign. Apple has, has a kind campaign of a, for the new iPhone or exactly. whatever. It has, it has a budget, a timeline, a scope, all these, exactly. all these things, right? So more along the lines of like traditional marketing in that sense. Um, and uh, you are realizing that maybe you can combine both the, the like, let's build build UI videos and just the sawdust of that, make that the marketing campaign, both in YouTube and Twitter and the content you put out. And in addition, you've already created enough of a following that when you do build new courses, almost your existing audience, if they keep mm-hmm. buying those things, uh, it's it's good. Um, it's su- yes. Perhaps sufficient it, for what you need. Yes, exactly. And, and, and it also motivates the work that we still have to do to make YouTube and Twitter successful because those are the marketing channels we've chosen, but doing it in the unbounded flywheel way felt hard and it was hard to do consistently. And it was less about time and more about desire and energy. Mm -hmm. It's like, and just, I'm just not that kind of person who's going to be making a certain kind of video, but, I think if we had more completed courses, it would have been it would have been clear that like, no, this this actually is serving a purpose, and the focus I think is what was missing, and and also again just from the way the last it it, it went since we started in October again we launched with Framer Motion, and I wanted to launch early, and then you want to keep it going because you had subscribers, and then you start. Tailwind, that's what it was. I did Frame of Motion first, and then I started Tailwind while Frame of Motion was still going on because I felt pressure to have weekly content and build UI so subscribers right. don't churn. And then start Remix without really thinking about, oh yeah, I'll get this done in two months. And then like everything changes. So that's the thing. I know I can crank out videos. Like I know I can I can, I can make an app and then teach you how to make the app in a, in a really good way and have hours of content that I could make in like, a week, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I can't have hours of YouTube videos that I can. That's like, it, it's yeah. like so hard to make a freaking 10 minute YouTube video. It's crazy. Um, at least it's hard for me, you know, uh, it, it, it's just, it's, there's just a lot of different, it's, it's different and it, it just feels different. And yeah. it's not, you know, if I could just make, it's like everybody, right? If I could just make the product and then like people find out about it, but, um, <laughs> right, right, right. but I think the campaigns are going to, are, are really a nice way to tie those together in a way that makes everything more, not even just palatable, like makes it more exciting because I don't need to be dramatic and get a million subscribers on YouTube and do whatever it takes to get a million subscribers before it works as a marketing channel for us. Because when we have a finished course, 
it's fine. 20,000 subscribers is, is, is sufficient. Right. And as we keep going, like also that number is growing. Like the more I do it, it, it does grow and it doesn't need to grow. Like, again, it doesn't have to grow in a crazy way. Right. And I don't have to play into whatever is like the most optimal way to grow a YouTube channel. And I don't have to learn that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if it if it's sufficient, then it's like it, cha- it feels like it changes everything for me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe you had that kind of mentality of like it, our, this channel needs to grow to like hundreds of thousands yeah. of followers because that's how you before monetize it even YouTube. starts working. Well, exactly. That's, that's when your money is on monetizing YouTube and sort of like affiliate stuff right or you sell t-shirts or whatever mugs yeah but even even the youtube channels that i really admire like the full-time filmmaker i mean they have huge channels but they sell their own courses but like they make amazing youtube videos but it's like it's very hard and exhaust it's very hard but like for me you know it 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 feels like a whole other job honestly it feels like a full-time job and and it also takes so much time away from the material we wanted to make for build ui and it felt like dude how is it freaking october and remix isn't done yet yeah. because i've been, you know what i'm saying yeah I, I do wonder if um like a lot of youtube creators that have huge followings and do have they sell courses or whatever they have like one or two courses right or something like that does that make sense like they're not trying to build a full time filmmaker has a lot no oh, really? they, they do a lot yeah mm-hmm. they do a lot they have like these workshops um they have like I don't know, 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, like 20, 30 or something. Wow, that's a lot of courses. Fair. All right. Well, but they've been around for a while, and he has like a company around it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, know, I think so, yeah. ultimately, aside from all the new language of like campaign and stuff, I think that's helpful mentally for you to like yes. be able to put those things in boxes. But ultimately, yes. what you should be doing is you focus on build UI and you use the sawdust to create twitter like marketing stuff right um they use uh yeah twitter and stuff yeah because i I think one of the difficult things about youtube is the blank page problem right every week you start fresh i mean like what do i I need to create a video about something that is engaging that is cool that might not be the thing you're working on right now right 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 yeah and i do have a backlog it's not like i have a blank page like because i have a lot of videos that people have asked for but again it's one thing for me to make a video about some effect I saw on a website and explain how to do it. You know, if that's like a 25, this is what I used to do, like 25 minute videos where I just walk through building it and people like it and and it works fine. But then I get anxiety because I know it's not like the right formula and that could be doing better if I had shorter videos and you know, it's been a year and a half and it's a lot of freaking work and it's still not like, these huge subscriber numbers that I feel like are needed to get the percentage to end up. But, but this way it's like, no, actually, if we finish the courses, then, then the sales follow that. And we can use YouTube and Twitter and the email newsletter to tell people and the focus it's going to make it, it makes it feel a lot better to invest in the channels because there's actually sales there. Like if, Build UI was making 30K a month or whatever, and we weren't you know, worried about running out of money and having to get consulting again or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't care about my subscriber count, but it felt like I was thinking about it as a, in the inverse where it's like, okay, Build UI is not making enough money yet. I have to, we're using YouTube to distribute. And so I got to get the subscriber count up. 
Mm. or else we're not going to. And then it's like, well, to get like a subscriber count up, you watch how to make uh, grow a YouTube channel. And it's like all this stuff. And it's like, it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think, I think the combination of how we changed our model, how we started the courses, which led them to be unscoped. And we had like fake deadlines that we, but now this is the other part about the campaign. That's so cool is like Ryan said he wanted to finish server components by the end of like September because we had been doing other stuff and he did. And then we sent an email and like before that email, it was like the last week of September and our revenue was at like $5,000 that month. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was going to be really low that month. You know, um, it had gone from like 22 in May, 18, 15, 12,800 in August. And when we were halfway through September, I was like, if we cross 10 K, we're going to be lucky. And it was like five or six. And then we, uh, did that finished server components, sent the email and, um, you know, got like 30 something sales last week. So we made 12,000 in September. So it wasn't an up month, but it was our lowest down month yet. So like, Oh, interesting. We went from 12,800 in August to Uh 12,000. Got it. It was the lowest drop, right? It was the smallest drop. Exactly. Um, which makes me think like we can start going up if we just have a course every month that we can launch. Yeah. And I know we can make a course a month if it's focused and we start with that as the goal and the campaign and knowing that once we have a finished course that we can tell people about, that's what people want and wait for and they get excited about. And that's what leads ultimately to sales. Yeah. That makes it all feel way much, way much better and gives us the kind of focus that we had, you know, that I had this week. I, I made like four new episodes. I have like, probably three or four, three, maybe four left. I could be done with remix like next week. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, which is awesome feeling. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, this kind of digression, but, but have you considered, um, I know you're going to bump your pricing up cause I'm subscribed to your email list. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm finally glad mm-hmm. that you're, I'm glad that you're finally doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, but have Thanks you considered that one? Yeah. Have you considered the, changing your pricing so um, i say that because of this you used to be a subscription based thing then you went to lifetime mm-hmm. but now mm-hmm. because your lifetime you're building courses so mm-hmm. i think at some point either you're supposed to you build you suppose a year from now you have 10 courses right whatever mm-hmm. like sometime next year you're not gonna the, the, the lifetime pricing you're gonna want to bring it up right you want to want to raise it I think maybe because you have so much content and then what if someone doesn't want to buy like everything they just want to buy a couple of courses I mean we still have you can still you, buy individual you can do courses that, right? on BuildUI yeah exactly yeah. so what I'm saying is I think I think by now I mean the lifetime is fine I would just call it I don't know if you ever want to when people have multiple courses they, they sell they're, they're upselling they're like bundling right so it's like you can get all these mm-hmm. courses for X amount mm-hmm. um, I think that would be an interesting rather than doing lifetime which I understand has some appeal. You're saying create bundles. Create bundles. Like right now. Like season one or whatever. It doesn't even have to be season one. Right now, your biggest bundle is four courses and it costs 250. Before it was three courses, it was 150. Whatever, right? You can just kind of change Mm -hmm. the pricing. Mm -hmm. Um, And people can maybe pick and choose in the future. You know, you bundle any three courses, it's like... 10% 10% off, whatever, right? uh, At that point. Uh Aha, aha, right. But that bundle, but that uh, allows you to keep having a, sor- a source of income that's not necessarily new customers. That's the only problem yeah, with, yeah, with sure. lifetime, right? Um, because I know it's I know it's working for Adam 
and, and Tailwind, but they have like massive mm-hmm. distribution. Distribution. And right. if you want to keep playing the YouTube game and having new people all the time, then it can work. Mm-hmm. But if it's going to be like not that, right? Right. You're basically saying you, you maybe you get to avoid some of the distribution challenges if you had like more recurring revenue from existing. If you had a way to charge existing customers stuff for new content. That you yeah. Make. And it's not recurring mm-hmm. revenue. It's just, you know, it's just like everything else not you recurring, buy. But it's everything else right. you buy. You buy it if you want new it's things. It's like a clothing store. It's like I like going to Page or Scotch and Soda or whatever. American Eagle, right? You like American yeah. Eagle and you like them. You buy their jeans. They come up with new jeans next year. You get You buy them again. Right, and right. the the hard, it's it's way harder to get new customers than it is to yeah. have repeat business from existing yeah. customers. And, and another um, thing there is you got to realize people. Have, this is something I'm I'm thinking about a lot now. It's like people have the, these um, education budgets and companies, right? Right. And I'm sure some people would love to. Every year they buy you our new bundle from you, dude. We've had we've had two we've had two people reach out. In like the last week saying like they don't even they have to rack their brain how to how to use their budget and like our stuff is cheap anyways i know but, you know. <laughs> I know i talked to someone so, the other day who were like yeah i have a couple of thousand in my education budget i'm like dude <laughs> yeah. what are you doing uh i know um so i think there's a path where we do get somewhere with a team pricing plan thing i hear you i i think i think those are good thoughts i think um Eventually, right now, I, I, I want I want to keep things the way they are because lifetime is the easiest thing to sell. And sure. if we're not selling, there are there the internet is a big place. There's lots of people who have no idea who the heck we are. So for sure, for sure, and you'll keep growing. But I think and I get line. and I get what you're saying. Like you already have enough people who know about you that could sustain the business or at least get it to escape velocity. So if you change the model, but um, I think this is the biggest lever we have to pull. I think the focus on the campaigns is good because we need yeah. to have more course. There's so many people asking for stuff and I felt like I haven't been able to do it because I've spent so much time on the, on the YouTube and the other things. And it's been like, it feels distracting. Whereas this feels like, Oh, this is more like shape up. Basically. It's like shape up for our business, which is like, you come to the betting table. Okay. We have a month of November. You know, remix is going to be done by the end of October. We're going to have like a little thing. But then November is a clean slate. We're going to do Radix because that's like what I've been doing. People Mm -hmm. keep asking for it. What is a Radix course that we can build in a month? Start at the end. That's the last week is going to be the announcement of the course and the email. So then now me and Ryan get to hack on the demo and build the whole thing out. And that's where we get to cut scope, which is not what I did with remix, which is why, you know, it it was hard to predict and estimate how long it was going to actually take. Right. So we build the whole thing mm-hmm. and then I'm okay. Boom. Got it. Now I can return. I can record all of them in a week or two. Right. Yeah. Still put them out as they come so that people can watch them who have them. And then you start using that stuff to motivate the tweets I'm doing and the YouTube videos I'm doing. And you can still do other things that are timely too, that are just fun and exciting. That's fine. Um, but that to me is going to be the biggest lever we have and the thing I'm, I'm most excited about. So I think I'm going to keep everything the same, you know, we'll keep everything, but I, you know, I, I understand that, um, it's a, it's an interesting kind of like counterpoint, not counterpoint, but just consideration that. Yeah. Part of what necessitates the ever growing is the pricing model. 
And so that's what leads to the cha- the distribution challenges. Um, Partially, right? And and the other thing is yeah. like... It, I, oh, this yeah. is what I was going to say too. So let's say this works for us and in six months or 12 months, we have, you know, 15 courses on the site. I mean, I would love for the site to be like 749 or 999 for lifetime. Sure, yeah. And I think you can and, totally and, do and that. For it to feel And for it to feel like a really good value. Because right now, I don't think anyone said it's too expensive. I don't think we have a single person who said it's too expensive. No. We have some people who ask for PPP discounts, uh-huh. of course, when they buy it. But we have way more people saying this is like, this should be way more expensive. I, right. This is so valuable. This is the best investment I made this year. And so, you know, I still want pe- I still want people to feel like that with with the product. But I think if and when we get to that size of the content library and it can be 749 or 999, that would be awesome. And then maybe, you know, but but along the way, we can think about what bundles would look like, you know, uh, total TypeScript. Mm-hmm. Matt Pocock's thing, they have yeah. a version of this too, where it is um, like core volume. Yeah. And when you buy the core volume, it's like, let me see how to do it. Yeah. I, 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 they, you get I, like, you. It's, it's kind of like what you're saying, which is like, there's a 790 bucks for core volume in the React bundle, but then he's going to come out with more stuff that's not automatically included. So that's like, that's like, doesn't include the new stuff that's coming, you know? Yeah. So that's more like what you were saying where you have a bundle of the first four, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like season one of build UI, but whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I mean, again, people can eventually, if you have this sort of, you know, worked out, people can choose like, Oh, I want to buy Right. I'm buying these two courses and then you're like, hey, you know, we see you're buying these two courses. You might also enjoy this one. Do you want to buy this bundle for like X percent less or whatever? Um, right. And, and and you're right. I think the, the like the 999 or something like that, that's totally like that. If you're buying, think, but think about this, right? You're like, I would like it to be 999 for like lifetime membership if we have 15 courses. Okay. That sounds good. But if you tell me you're buying, if you tell me, hey, do you want to buy 10 courses or 15 courses for 999? It almost sounds better to me than than lifetime, because right. because it's like fifteen courses for nine ninety nine. I'm I'm robbing these people. Let me buy them right, right now. Right, right, like right, right. It feels right. so so good because you're, yeah, you're yeah, paying less than a hundred dollars per course. It's like dirt right. cheap, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I I like that concept. Yeah, that's interesting. That that's a cool concept. Um, as another data point, when you go to Laravel, he has. Laracast, sorry, Laracast. Mm-hmm. He has 192 series, and the pricing. Uh, I have a sneeze coming. One second. <laughs> oh, didn't sneeze. That's the worst. That is the worst. Look at the light. They have a for. Yeah. <laughs> they have a forever plan, 399. Um, which is the same as lifetime. So that's interesting because you have like 192. So. That's true. If you were to say like get all 192 courses for 399 bucks, you'd be like, oh snap. Yeah. Um, but anyways, just a, just on the data point that 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 works for him, he gets a lot of money from the lifetime plans. Um, yeah, and it's not, to, be, to be clear, it's not to say that those things don't work for some people. Sure. I just think if it's you're just, trying to just, make it, it's about profit maximization right now, right, and getting to a sustainable spot because part of this has been that anxiety around the money and yeah. feeling like a tension between like shoot we got to make money but i need to spend time on youtube and make better youtube for that but it's like not really working so i i, I think 
it's really good thoughts. And I think um, regardless of those details, the biggest problem is like, we need to get more build UI courses out. And we've known, kind of known that in the back mm. of our head or like said it, but it wasn't clear how to do it given how much time YouTube takes. And given like that, again, we had come from this weekly model and yeah. just the way the last week went, it's like so obvious to me how that we how we can build a build UI course in whatever, three weeks, right? right. And with no problem. And it's it, it feels totally different than working on YouTube videos. It's like exciting and energizing because people are asking for it. And I can make those because I can make those videos. And it's again, it's like preparing a, a talk and giving a, 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 a workshop. And it's just a totally different thing from YouTube, which is just different. So um, I think this knowing that we can build a course and use it as a marketing event in a campaign that is going to get us. I'm pretty confident close, if not past the numbers we need to be able to stick with this and not have to go back to consulting is like that will be a huge change for us. And it'll mm -hmm. give us more time and space to think about the second order concerns, you know, like the pricing model and stuff like that. But I think that's sure. the first thing right now. Um, so, yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah, there's there's man, I, I, I've been thinking a lot about pricing and just using it as a guide. Um, for example, if you want to build another, but you can't do this. You can, that's the, the one you can't do this with lifetime. I don't think maybe you can, I'm not sure. Um, but like bundle, like, okay. I want to build a course, for example, and I want, I don't want to charge a hundred dollars for it. I want it to be anywhere between 250 to $500, maybe more. Right. The question then is how do I bundle things into that course so that mm -hmm. I can charge that as opposed to just creating a course and then being like, Oh, how much do I price this at? Oh, $99. Right. right? Right. So I was thinking with with you guys with build UI, if you'd had course based pricing, you could also have like, you know, I don't know, an ebook of all the recipes you've built right, included, right. but that's, you know, an extra like that's the, the extra package, right? That like if you're buying just the course, well, you can get all the recipes for it, you know, mm -hmm. also for like an an additional whatever, fifty or a hundred dollars or whatever. So you can, it just mm -hmm. allows you to play a lot more with these things. Um I know it 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 does, but but Recall that we started trying to do the Framer Motion Recipes as a standalone course, as an info product launch, and it kind of ran into some of the same problems where the distribution there is really important too, and sending out emails sure. and all this stuff. For sure. And I get yeah, that yeah. you have to do that anyways, but it wasn't a good fit, and it crept in scope, and then we changed what we, you know, and we changed yeah. what we wanted to do too because we, we realized like, why we want to launch a course if what we want to do is start a screencasting website and so we so, just went into that you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah, yeah it's so, true we've we've you and we've i have gone been through this through the cycle exactly already. the yeah, cycle yeah, yeah. and there, the down the, the cons of that is like you know if you look at like josh como who's this guy in front end he just launched like a great react course like he does a great job at this and he blogs a lot and builds the newsletter and and all this stuff yeah and that wasn't a good fit for us you know and but this is yeah but I think there was uh, some of these blocks and feeling like I can't work on the build UI stuff the way I want to because I need to learn how to do YouTube or whatever it is mm -hmm. and it's not working. But the reality is, is that we're great at making the build UI con and people love it. And, and that's what we want to be spending our time on. And, right. um, 
so I think this is going to be this is good, and and I still think we have a lot of flexibility with the pricing. I think um, everybody who has Lifetime will always have it, but if we decide one day to turn off Lifetime, we could always do that, and so yeah, new people coming sure. in would buy bundles, or companies would buy bundles, or whatever, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But but I think this is going to be a these campaign idea gets me very excited in the same way again that shape up is nice because you start the shaping cycle by coming to the betting table with everyone's ideas and you pick one or whatever mm-hmm. and you work on it and you have the deadline and you kill it if you don't hit the deadline and we've tried this year to have deadlines but they've been fake deadlines partially because it didn't feel like there was a point to even meet them but now right. now and maybe that's a, i don't know there's just like i don't know whatever caused that right but now knowing that when Ryan finished his course we sent an email and we like you know made $5000 in like a day or whatever right mm-hmm. yeah. uh it's like oh shoot okay so you know I sent an email yesterday and it was like just re-announcing the course and showing everything else we've been doing. And we, we had another great day of sale. So if I, when I have a remix course done, you know, it, and, and if the same thing happens, then I'll be like, okay, let's get a remix course done in three weeks. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, uh, that it feels like it frees me up to actually do that kind of stuff, which is what I always wanted to do, but felt like wasn't serving the business at that time because of the distribution problems. But maybe there, there haven't been, it's the distribution problems haven't been as bad as I was think, making them out to be, you know? Yeah. In terms know. of not having a YouTube channel with million subscribers or whatever as right. being a necessary condition for the whole thing to work. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you, so I think uh, that's, yeah, already. So. so that's that. Yeah. It, yeah. But that's, that's the, um, that's, that's the plan. And yeah. I'm really, I'm really jazzed about it. Nice, dude. It's good to hear excited. I gotta say, I, I yeah. love it when you get excited. It's like excitement <laughs> is contagious, you know. It's like, yeah, let's yeah. do this, man. Let's get pumped. Um, no, so it's it's good it's to hear. It's just the fo- It's like I I just and I just you know, and it's like we do a lot of stuff, and it's like it's a lot of work, and it's like you're doing these podcasts. You're like, oh, that not a lot of people like do a lot of people even listen oh like yeah. i do this youtube i'm doing and i have a conference talk and blah 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 and it all felt it, it i really struggle with like the inch in every direction and yeah. and looking back it didn't have to necessarily feel like that i but i think this is an un, is a mental unlock for me that allows me to reframe it and it's like this is what it's working towards yeah on a month by month basis and Again, with the shape up stuff, what I meant to say was like, we're never going to get stuck in a situation where I'm working on a remix course for eight months because I'm getting pulled into other things because we get to decide November 1st, what do we want to work on? Right. What course do we want to have in three weeks? Okay, boom, we can do it. And then, and December 1st, we get to do it again. And Again, if the if the end of the campaign results in enough sales that keeps us going, that's like extremely exciting, right? Yeah. So, yep, yep. Um, I Let's think see. it just kind of clicked for me, and it's going to help us actually make real deadlines, which is always an important thing. But if you don't know what, <laughs> it's like if. You can say, "Oh yeah, I'll make a remix course, and we should be done in about three months." <laughs> it's like that's just not real and you don't know what it's going to lead 
it's like if you do that so many times same with youtube i'm gonna do a youtube video every week oh that's a deadline okay but like why am i doing it and then it's just like i don't care about this deadline like because yeah. it's not working for the business right no, it's completely arbitrary right I it's think arbitrary remember and so, though if you do the deadlines every month or whatever which sounds ambitious but also, maybe that's a good thing. It doesn't have like, to be every month. It's sure, just sure. like the next time we're going to do it, it's going to be a month. It's like gonna we're going to, yeah. we have an idea for a radix course that we're going to do it by the end right. of November. You know. Yeah, but just that. Just and so remix is going to be done by the end of October. So yeah. Yeah, and just as a but just a reminder, like the, I, I like appetite, right? That's what Shape Up uses. Yeah. Um, which is it's not the exact same thing as I mean it is a deadline, but the whole point is like cutting scope, right? Like okay, no, we, to, we to, totally ship it by this that's, time. What exactly. Can we, it's, successfully deliver by that time and not no 100 percent. it's this is all coming from appetite because we don't have the appetite for a course to take eight months or whatever right we have we the appetite is that we want a fifth course on the site by the end of november and right. that we want remix done by the end of october and that we wanted server components done by the end of uh september right yeah so that that is where it was coming from then it's like okay and also the campaign thing, it's like, okay, so at, by the end of November, we're going to have a Radix course and mm -hmm. we're going to have the email, a, a newsletter event, a campaign event. So that also lets us start and say, what can we actually make in a month for Build UI? And it's also nice to think about that as just completely separate from YouTube. Yeah. Um, and we don't have to say like, what Build UI video am I going to make this week? It actually would be better, right? It's, it's totally fine if we take the first week to like plan and build the thing together and, p and pair on it and then have our outline. And then maybe I do all the recording, you know, like I did this week, I, I like batched it together and it was a lot faster. Sure. Yeah. So that's just nice. It's just nice to think about that, you know? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, man, this uh, sounds like, yeah, man. Uh, sounds like a good spot to end, man. Yes, I think so. I I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, an update from you next week or next time we chat, but um, appreciate you. Let me, continue to process all this stuff i'm such an external processor and it's i, uh, I it's always helps me to talk through things th three or four times with people so uh thanks for letting me just kind of word vomit there for an hour <laughs> <laughs> yeah no worries man thanks for chatting no it's good it's good to hear and uh love the excitement so yeah man do i'm it. excited to uh to update to see how it goes over the rest of this month so yeah so september was um august was twelve thousand eight hundred. september was twelve thousand. So it's October 5th and um, we're at like 3,600 this month. So if we can do remix by the end of this month, there's a chance we'll have like our first up month in nice the, since in build UI history since um, since launching lifetimes yeah. and with the price increase too, which is going to happen in October. Oh, so it's going to be a huge help. That will be an exciting podcast. Uh, oh, if we yeah. have an up month, man. Oh, yeah. Super yeah, exciting. Yeah. That'd be awesome, man. Cool. We found the bottom, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think hopefully. you did. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, man. Awesome, man. Have a cool. good Cool. All right. Hey, thanks for the chat. Thanks for everyone listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. All right. See ya. All right.